Hi guys, I'm Mila. I'm Garrison. And I'm Sam. And this is the 412 Christian Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to stay faithful in an unfaithful society. And to start us off, um, we were our, our, our kind of thinking was um, geared toward being different from the world and staying faithful and being set apart in your unfaithful society. To, so to, to guide our thoughts, um, I thought I'd start us off from Romans chapter 12. So if you will, turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, uh, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. Uh, I'm going to reading. I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard uh, Version. It says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. And so today um, we were thinking about how we can set ourselves apart um, by that measure of faith that we've been given as um, Paul talks to the Church of Roman. uh, Paul charts to the church at Rome um, in chapter 12 here in, in, at the end of verse 3. Um, so what is faith, uh, you might ask? I'm sure most of you know, um, but Sam is going to read from Hebrews chapter 11. Um, just we know as the Hall of Fame of Faith um, and give us a good scriptural definition of faith uh, that we're going to talk about today. So like Garrison said, I'm going to be reading from Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to go to 3, and then we'll we're going to do one more verse, and we're going to do verse 6 following. But now starting in verse 1, it says, uh, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by the people of old received their com- uh, commendation. By faith we understand the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made of things that are visible. And I'm going to skip down a few more. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Now, uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Garrison, and he's going to give us a little intro on our story in Daniel 3. So before we get to Daniel chapter 3, if you would like to turn your Bibles there, that's where we're going to be focusing um, most of our thoughts today on a time um, where we see three men remain faithful and uh, and stay focused on their commitment to God um, in a time where that wasn't a popular thing to do, right? So um, at the beginning of Daniel, we see um, an introduction to four men, um, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, or otherwise known, uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Um, that's their Hebrew names, but, but anyways. Um in chapter one, we see that these men are different than everybody else. Um, they commit themselves to not eating the food that that the king requires. Um, that, that they eat vegetables. They're they're Jews. They're devout Jews, and they are not going to bend to the will of the king. We see that um, from the very beginning of Daniel. Um, and then chapter two, we see um, Nebuchadnezzar, the king at the time. Um, he has a dream, and he needs an interpretation of the dream. Um, 
but he's not going to tell anybody what his dream is. So it's crazy to me. Um, but his command was, I need somebody who can tell me my dream and the interpretation of my dream. And um, his men are like, uh, please, please, King Nebuchadnezzar, don't kill us. We don't, we don't know how to do this. No man on earth can do this. Uh, but of course, Daniel, uh, a devout Jew, uh, a follower of God, one of his chosen people, um, he answers the call and he uh, tells Nebuchadnezzar exactly what his dream was and uh, the <clears throat> interpretation of what that dream was. And the dream uh, describes the the statue that he, he makes for himself, the, the image that all of the nation of uh, King Nebuchadnezzar is going to bow down to uh, in chapter three. So that's where we start out in chapter three. Um, and the command from Nebuchadnezzar says that when all this type of music plays, um, everyone should bow down and those who don't bow down are going to be punished. Um, so remember the guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, they are not going to follow what the king says. All the music plays. They're the only three that don't bow down. We don't exactly know where Daniel is in this story. There's some theories. Um, that's beside the fact at this point. Um, so Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they don't bow down. Um, and they, they're get, they get ratted out because they're Jews. They're not like everybody else. So, um, you know, they have to face the consequences. Uh, they come before the king, but the king says, you know what? I'm feeling generous today. I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to play the music. You bow down to my image. And they do it again, and they're like, no matter no matter what you do, we're not going to bow down to you. Um, and so we're going to start, and we're going to pick up in verse 19, I believe. Eli's going to read for us, and we're going to finish out this story, and then we're going to talk about it. So like Garrison said, we're starting off in Daniel 3, verses 19, and I'm reading through 30. So, Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain men, mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those who men, those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men, three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king, look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, and the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men, on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of the fire was not on them. 
Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss, amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the province of Babylon. So that was our little, uh, that was the little uh, end of the excerpt there of chapter three um, when, when they were finishing it out. And it's just so crazy to me that, um, that they were able to stay that faithful um, in that situation. I feel like I would like to say that I would do the same, but that's really hard when you are, when you're faced with basically getting burned to death um, because that, of course that would not be fun at all, but them staying faithful proved that what, what, what that can do to you for you for some, and for somebody else. Uh, and it's so crazy to think that it also changed. It gave Nebuchadnezzar a change of heart. And it said that, and he said that um, anybody who doesn't worship their God now should be cut into pieces or and their house it should be burned. And then at the very end he he appoints them um in the province of Babylon. And that's just so crazy what God's faith what having faith in God can do for you. They go from um being gonna be burnt alive to now all of a sudden they're going to be a high high in the province of Babylon. That's just so mind blowing to me, and I just can't, I, I can't like wrap my mind around it. I was thinking like how great it influences. Like Eli was saying, like how even like at the beginning it was all like, it was out of disobedience towards the king, and then towards the end, Nebuchadnezzar saw what happened. He's like he saw the power, like he, the power of God, and like what can, what it can do, and like how much, how great it truly is, and that's really just like where he. And he was like, "Well, I should be—I should actually be following this God, not my own self." And like, it kind of is pointing back to like being more selfless and thinking about others, and like following God rather than being selfish. But um, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it—the story really just—the um, main point of the story is that God shows up. If you show up for Him, He's going to show up for you. Um, he literally. Obviously, we don't know who the fourth person walking amidst the fire right. with them was, but um, some some say it's Jesus Christ. You know, maybe it was God, maybe it was an angel, but uh, it doesn't matter. They were not. It says not even a hair on their head was singed. Uh, the The smell was not on them. The smell of fire was not on them, and the fire was seven times hotter than it normally was. The men, the mighty men of valor. The best of the kingdom of Neg- uh, of the king uh, Nebuchadnezzar, they were killed just by throwing them into the fire. It's really like this is outside the laws of nature. Like this is not natural at all. Um, God showed up for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but it's because they had faith in God. They remained faithful when that wasn't the popular thing to do. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me actually think of um, 
we had a Bible class tonight, and it's called Seeing Jesus. So we go through Old Testament stories um, and connect that to how we can see Jesus through that. Um, and there's some obvious connections. Maybe it, you see Jesus in that fourth person in the fire. Um, but one thing I thought about um, is the temptation of Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 4, I'm going to turn there real quick. Matthew chapter 4, I'm going to read a little bit. Um, it's the second temptation that's recorded in Matthew chapter 4 um, by the devil. Let's see. Uh, maybe the third. It's the third, yes. And starting in verse 8, I'm going to read. Uh, it says, And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Uh, then Jesus said, Go, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You know, Jesus was faced with a choice to bow down and worship Satan. Just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were um, first forced with a forced with a choice to bow down to the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, or um, you know, submit themselves to God. Um, and I've also heard in in Bible class tonight we talked about what if they just bowed down and they weren't worshiping. You know, like what if it was just a selfless. You know, I'm going to conform just so nobody questions me. I'm not worshiping, but I stand back up. Um, but in my mind, I'm thinking the reason they refused even to bow down was the fact that that could solely their image, right? So it completely discredits all of their credibility. They're not going to bow down even, and uh, they're definitely not going to worship. Kings, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, but they're not even going to bow down. They're not even a part of this world. This world is not their home. They're just passing through. They're committed to serving Jesus. Sorry, that was a long rant, but no. Uh, some something else I was thinking about too is I was trying to put myself in uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's shoes and uh, what he would be thinking in this moment, or what I would be, what I would do in this moment, like just after, just after I. Uh, said Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego sent them into a, a furnace that's seven times hotter than the hottest they had ever had it. And then my my mighty men of valor uh, died because of the how hot it was, and and they weren't even like super close, just close enough to make them go in there, and they died from it. And then seeing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego just standing in there walking around, and then seeing this fourth, uh, if it's Jesus, if it's God, if it's um, you know, if it's uh, the Godhead three and one, you know, whatever, if it's a spirit, an angel, like you were saying, um, just seeing that it'd be like, wait, we only put three people in there and there's a fourth person in there. And then, then you go to uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. He wants, he tells them to come out. So I'm just thinking about, okay, come out, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then seeing that there was not a, a thing, uh, fire whatever was on their body like at all like nothing was singed on their body and and they didn't even smell like fire like me and sam just got done going to a brotherhood brotherhood retreat with our christian fraternity and we and it was at uh it was at a campsite and so of course we had a you know we had a campfire going kind of thing and when i got home from only being there for like three hours 
I smelled like uh, like fire. And I had to take a shower, and my hair still smelled like fire. I had to wash my hair like twice before it quit smelling like fire. So the fact that they were in the fire that hot and didn't even smell like fire at all or weren't even burned, that's just – if I was King Nebuchadnezzar, I would have probably done the same thing and been like, man, whoever – whatever God this is, whoever it is they believe in, I'm believing in him. Because if he can do that, there's no telling what other things he can do in this world and out of this world, you know, in heaven. Yeah. I was, I was kind of wanting to reference like some, now that we've kind of given like some topics on Daniel, we kind of discussed Daniel and how they faced, how they, how they strengthened their faith and how their faith was challenged. I was going to get, try to give us, we're all going to kind of give some uh, personal kind of personal situations that we've experienced or ways that we can kind of like, give to y'all to like get some uh, better guidance on how to stay faithful in unfaithful, unfaithful society. But the first thing I was uh, actually thinking about was like, uh, I know like during school you're faced with people of all different backgrounds and like, like me, Garrison, all went to public high school. So we didn't feel like we were for almost, I would say forced that something's kind of mean, but like forced to go to like a, uh, include Christianity in our daily like activities. So we were often like, People of different faiths, even often common faiths, but they may have not believed the same thing and have caused issues. But also, when you're around people that may not make the same decisions as you, it's like you may experience, they may do things that, like, I mean, I know, like, the basic things that, that they always tell you not to do is like drink, smoke, have sex before marriage, all that stuff. Like, you may have people like that around you that may often challenge you, challenge your faith because it's like, I know this is wrong. But I don't know how like because it's like you're around, you're like those are your friends. It's like you never know. It's like how can I, how can I, how can I, how can this help me and how can this not help me? But uh, do you have any thoughts, Eli, on like just your personal? Uh, I well, I was gonna just gonna say uh, to that is two. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're gonna test your faith because you're already being tested daily. Um, like your your te- your faith is being tested daily. And that's already hard enough as it is. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. And so putting yourself into situations where it's going to be two times to 10 times harder, you know, putting yourself around people that maybe drink or what, you know, whatever the instance is, you you put in whatever you want. Um, that's going to make it harder to um, stay faithful when it already is hard enough. So for me, what I, what I tend to do is try, and I know a lot of people, you know, that's what everybody says, but for real, like, uh, just don't put yourself in, into situations that you're going to have to test your faith to an extent where you don't even know if you can, uh, you can stay faithful because yeah, I'm all about, you know, staying strong in your faith, but two, I'm not going to go out there and toe the line on something that I don't know if I can stay faithful to or not. Yeah, for sure. Doc, you can't be an enabler to yourself. You can't enable other people, you know, you can't be a stumbling block for somebody else, but you also can't put yourself in a situation that you're going to stumble. That's so true. Um, and thinking about being faithful in uh, situations where it's not popular. I mean, look at our world. All we see is not, I mean, stuff that's a stumbling block for us, quite frankly. The devil is so good at what he does. And so it's very easy um, to not be on guard and uh, just kind of fit in, 
you know, but why fit in when we were literally made to stand out and to be separate, separate from the world, uh, set apart from the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a personal experience that I was thinking about and kind of something that's helped me through it. Um, I am spoiled. I go to Freed Hardeman University, so I do get, I am forced to have that daily um, devotional we have chapel every day. Um, I was the chaplain of my social club last semester. So I kind of forced people to go have devos and stuff. Um, but even in the midst of being the spiritual example, um, like last summer, I was a, a youth intern. I'm getting ready to go be a youth intern again. Um, being the person who is providing that spiritual nutrition, hopefully trying my best, um, it's very, very hard to stay 100% focused all the time, you know. Um, giving, 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 giving uh, can be so draining when I need to be filled in the Word. Um, but combating that and st- being able to stay faithful has been because of the friends that I surround myself with. So that is a tip that I want to give to everybody listening. The way... You stay faithful in situations that it's not popular to stay faithful is you have to find friends who are also striving for that. Um, Like Sam and Eli right here. Some of my best friends, we have this podcast talking about Christian things, biblical principles. Um, And we haven't done it in a while, but, and I've missed that. So that's, that's been a spiritual, a spiritual thing that I need. Um, Some of my best friends, Robert and Hunter Brockman, uh, Robert Young and Hunter Brockman, they are, uh, some of the biggest spiritual giants for me. Uh, we keep each other accountable on so many things. Um, and I want to shout them out for that. I'm so thankful for that. Because Freed Hardeman, you can take stuff like that for granted. Um, you just think, I'm at a place where everybody's spiritual. That's not true. You know, it's all about intention. Remaining faithful is all about intention. Um, and surrounding yourself with friends just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just like we talked about. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were there for each other. They were together. Uh, they remained faithful because they had each other to lean on. I have Elon Sam to lean on. Um, and I want to encourage everybody listening to it always, somebody like that. It always brings us back to the verse we're built on, Ecclesiastes 4.12. Absolutely. If you think about it. Yeah. Boom. It's, it's it's Probably. crazy to think That's about. So cool. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about because, you know, you were just talking about how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how them uh, being together, uh, you know, might have helped them, you know, be able to stay faithful because if it was just one of them, they may have not made that decision. And, you know, Ecclesiastes 4.12 talks about how uh, two or more is not easily broken. So, you know, that that's just so crazy that, or the verse we're built on somehow always finds a way to work back into what we're talking about. Isn't that so cool? Isn't the Bible like just so cool, man? Oh, that gives me like chills. I love that. Anyways, thanks God. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so to close us out tonight, thinking about faith, uh, remaining faithful in un- unfaithful societies, Sam's going to pray for us. Um, and Sam, if you will, uh, pray that each each one of us can find a community where we can be strengthened by each other to remain faithful and pray for our faith individually if you will 
course, yes. I was going to make a quick comment, though. Um, okay. I know, like, back in one thing that helped me, like, especially in high school, was, like, having, like, a group of Christian friends. Because I know, like, and, like, just having, like, friends that, like, supported you and your actions and, like, actions that you wanted to be a part of. Not, like, not stuff that was fun. I mean, like, you can still have fun as a Christian, like, totally. But it's, like, stuff that was often, like, where it was kind of, like, like Eli was saying, like, kind of toe in the line. Where you were, like, it could be, it could be sin, it could not be, but, like, when you're, like, when you're second guessing, that's when it's like, okay, I should do this. Like if, the, if those thoughts are going through your head, it, and it's like, well, it could be wrong, it could be right, but it's like, don't do it. Because then it's like you're just kind of going against yourself, and you're like going against the funness and like the. I've kind of had that sign of like in like in like high school and early college, like trying to like go between what was fun and what's like had, still having fun, but just being careful with what my fun is, you know. But uh, anyways, I was just gonna and include that comment before we prayed. But uh, if you will go and bow your heads, me. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we're thankful for this day that you gave us, and we're thankful for the time that we have, uh, and me, Garrison, and you have to record our podcast. And we're thankful for our uh, the minds and the knowledge that you give us so we could tell our listeners about what we like about the Bible and what we see and how we can help them to become more faithful. And I pray that one thing that I want to pray for specifically is about how we can. Pray that our listeners, and I pray that we can always find uh, Christian and supportive communities that support growth and uh, connection and faithfulness to God. And I pray that we can always do that, no matter if we're at school or at, at church, but especially when we're not with other Christians. Because if we don't have those, if we have those friends with us, it's important that we are always remain faithful to you because there's always a prize in the end, which is heaven. And I pray that we can always strive to... Uh, do what we can to serve you. And uh, we're thankful for your son that died on the cross for our sins so that we can be in heaven. And uh, pray let us have a good week. And I pray that uh, as we go on through our podcast, I pray that we can continually uh, improve and we can also uh, bring in new listeners and reach others and reach uh, others and bring them to Christ. And uh, thank, you, uh, thank you for everything you've done for us. And to your sons, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for watching or listening to the 412 Christian Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else. Obviously, it's been a long time since we posted, um, but we're hoping to get back on the track, so be looking um, for upcoming podcasts. If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, feel free to reach out. Comment on anywhere uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, YouTube, reach, reach out to us uh, by text or email. We have an email now. We'd love for you to reach out there. Um, I think that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for watching the 412 Christian Podcast, and we'll see you next time.